Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. Merry Christmas week. The Colts broke the streak of eight straight losses to the Steelers. We will talk about the win at home against Pittsburgh, look ahead to the trip to Atlanta to take on the Falcons, and take a look around the league in our unstable pick six. So here we go. Time for the opening drive. The Colts gave a vintage performance in their vintage uniforms. Yep. First win against the Steelers since 2008 and first win against the Steelers ever in Lucas Oil Stadium. I know. Uh, It uh, didn't look great at the beginning. Uh, They had the uh, blocked punt on them and two TDs, but the missed extra point gave life and that's all the Colts needed as they scored the remaining 30 points of the game. Mm-hmm. The Colts won the turnover battle though, 3-0, even with the blocked punt and missed 56-yard field goal from Mr. Gay. Yes, the Colts lost Zach Moss on the Colts' first TD, but still had 174 yards on the day with Trey Sermon going for 88 on 17 carries and Tyler Goodson with 11 for 69. That's 5.2 and 6.3 yards per carry, respectively, completely shredding the Steelers' defense. Especially on the drive that crossed over from the third to fourth quarter. Yes, they ran 13 straight run plays. Yep. Back and forth between Sermon and Goodson. Mm-hmm. It only resulted in a Matt Gay field goal, but it pushed the lead to two TDs and ate up almost nine minutes off the clock, resulting in over 33 minutes of total possession time on the game. That's good. The drive alone, the Colts beat the Steelers at their own game, running 13 of the 15 plays. Yeah, that's it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh Pittman also left early, though, yeah. with a concussion, bringing his six-game streak of eight catches or more to an end, but he still had four for 78 and broke over 1,000 yards on the season. Congratulations to him. Yep. Gardner Minshew went 18 for 28, three touchdowns, and a 123.4 passer rating. Yeah, uh, best day as a Colt uh, for him. Let's back up and... Do you want to talk about how Pittman went out? There's this whole discussion. It do very, you want to get yeah. into the discussion, or do you want to stay out of the discussion? Um. See, yeah, it's it's very controversial. I'll kind of like go into it just a bit. Okay. Uh, I get everyone saying Minshew could have thrown better. It is football you hit. But also, I've seen defenders get out of the way quick enough, to, like jump over the person. Yep. Uh, but he inst- he, like went after the hit even though he saw Pittman diving. Yep. He saw him diving. That's a vulnerable spot. Um, I think the refs made the right call uh, and the league made the right call. Uh, if it was earlier on the season, maybe not the whole season, maybe like 
half, a little over half. But since there's only three games left, and if they make the playoffs just the rest of the season, including playoffs without, uh, I think that's a good call to make. Uh, to kind of be like, hey, this is, if you, maybe like, if he's running and that gets hit, it's less like, it's it doesn't look as bad. Which means it's less, like, less to talk about. It's just a hit. It's a hard hit. Maybe a flag, but that's it. But the fact that he was diving, I think that's why. And Tom Brady said something about um, Minshew needs to place the ball better. <laughs> I bet you in his huge career that oh, he's yeah. had, he's done that and blamed it on the defense before. So oh, yeah. I don't think he's allowed to talk. I don't think any quarterbacks can talk in this No, situation. the quarterback is throwing the ball to a space where no one is hoping, or not hoping, but you know, with the plan that their guy is going to be able to get it. And so uh, they can't control what happens after that. Yep. Okay. Um, I will say this: um, that uh, this safety uh, was his name, Kazi Kazizi, or I don't know. he has a history, not just of this year, but has four or five fines already this year for unnecessary roughness, and he has a history dating back to 2018, I believe, uh, where he had a, a head-to-head collision with Cam Newton, who was sliding. So. This is a player with a history. So you got to start there. As far as the actual play in general, uh, I believe, uh, actually, your mother, uh, my wife, actually suggested a harsher penalty. He should be kicked out of the league. And uh, because if you want this kind of thing to stop, you have a harsher penalty. People will stop doing it if you have a harsher penalty. and then uh, he went on and said, how am I supposed to defend? I don't know how to play defense anymore. Uh, well, if they're going to lay out and make that catch, you let them make that catch and you touch them down. That's mm-hmm. how you do it. For the safety yeah. of your fellow co-worker because you are a professional. Stop playing sloppy ball as a professional. You lead with your head. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And... You couple that with two plays later, Minka Fitzpatrick goes out, and uh, I would say that's a bit of karma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, the touchdown passes for Gardner went to Moss, Mo Alley Cox, and DJ Montgomery, who redeemed himself from the drop touchdown earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. After being the difference in the Titans game, special teams has had its issues. Yep. This time with a blocked punt, uh-huh. given up inside the red zone, two missed field goals, and some sizable kickoff returns given up. Yep. But the shining light was Josh Downs on the returns. Yep, he was the returner. Uh, we'll get into a little... I mean, because... My uh, Isaiah McKenzie was uh, a healthy scratch. Uh, then we just found out that uh, McKenzie and Tony Brown are done for the year, suspended internally. That's all we know. Um, something went down that we just don't need to know about. And uh, Coach Shane Steichen is all about building a healthy culture, and kudos to him for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was the defense. Yep. Four sacks. Five TFLs, nine QB hits, and three passes defensed. Dio and Sampson both had one and a half each. Yep, and Grove and Buck each had a half. That puts the Colts with the third most sacks in the league Woo! and ties the Colts' single-season record with 46. 
I think we're going to break it this season. Uh, I think so. I mean, there's three games left. So if they get you know what's surprising one sack in any of them, they break it. We had Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney on the yep. same line. I know. And this line is doing better. I know. That's crazy. Uh, they did not allow a 100-yard receiver while allowing 74 yards on the ground only. And, but do keep in mind it is the Steelers. I, I know, but... Like, hey, that that was just one week. <laughs> Listen, you celebrate when you can. Fair. Plus, almost three quarters of a shutout the same Saturday, the same Saturday where they allowed the largest comeback in lead hit, league history. They had something on their mind and something to prove. Yep, yep. Uh, the speed led the team with ten tackles while Zaire fell off with. Five tackles, including two solo. But had an amazing pass breakup, uh-huh. which he read and tracked through traffic and almost got the pick for it. I know. Uh, you love tracking this, so I'll let yep. you. He only had five. Yep. But still the number one tackler in the league with 149 in total and 88 solo. With three games left, he's one above Aluquan. Yep. Uh, Aluquan has more solo, I think, like by 10. But, uh, yeah, he's he's uh, up in total. Uh, yes. I don't think he's – neither. no one is on pace anymore for um, either the solo or the, uh, or the total tackle breaking that this year. 214 tackles is the record, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, 156 solo is uh, the record for uh, quite insane. Ray Lewis may never be broken. I mean, Ray Lewis is just, I know. just yeah. out there. Uh, mm-hmm. After the Nick Cross interception, there were two big fourth down plays on the next drive. Yep. One was converted around midfieldish, uh, and uh, one was not. Uh, in the red zone, I think it was fourth and goal, I believe. Fourth and goal. Fourth yep. and goal. Yep. Would you have gone for both? Neither? Only one? What do you think? Uh, in my, I go for both because one, the midfield one's kind of in that weird area where like... If, I take it back. They were in field goal range. That Because that was my thought is you had points. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I think it was like a... It was like a fourth. It was a long one, whatever yeah. it was. But I think you go for it because you kind of need that momentum, especially since you converted that one. You know, it was a good call. Even since you didn't convert the one, it's fourth and goal. You're at the one. You're at the two. Even the three. Even if you miss it, you pin them up against. Uh, you pin them up against their own goal line and the yeah. weight. And uh, you need your defense to start going. So why not give them a good field position? And DJ Montgomery almost caught the ball. Like it wasn't, mm, yep. it wasn't anything besides just kind of catching it, but then falling weird and it bounced out. Like yep. it, nothing really big happened on that play. It was a smart play to do, yep. and it just kind of just didn't went work. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm more okay with that last one, even though it meant like guaranteed points. Just where you were, pinning them up against their own end zone, it worked out really well um, because your defense had been playing so well. The one that bothered me, honestly, was the first one because it was almost like one of those like decisions where uh, 
if you're a coach on the sideline and, and the player goes off script and you're kind of like, oh, no, 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 no. And then you make it and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking just get the points because you're in field goal range. And then once they convert the fourth down, I'm like, oh, OK. All right. OK. Now it's OK. Mm-hmm. It's one of those decisions as a coach that if you make it, you're a genius. If you don't, you get burned. Uh, and so but it worked out. Yep. Um, do you think they found answers for what happened against the Bengals as far as the screen game, run game, pass game? Uh, I think, obviously, with the way our defense played, I think we did. Um, I'm not saying the Steelers are equal to the Bengals because I think the Bengals have a better offense than the Steelers do for okay. sure. Um, but I think the running back situation is kind of similar. They have Joe Mixon who can pound the ball and go like Najee Harris can. And then they have Warren compared to Chase Brown. Yep. Um, who they're both very speedy, speedy, pound and speed. So they both have similar type of run games, and yep. we know that they both, all four of those running backs, can be good. So I think we definitely answered the screen game and run game. I think the pass game was just a fact that the quarterback was not good at yeah. all. I think. Uh, I think having. EJ Speed back was a huge difference in the I screen agree. game. He is one of those like he's really good at reading the backfield and coming out, uh, yeah. picking up uh, this the is running back out. First game since we've had all of our linebackers and all of our D linemen in a while that yeah. like they've all known what's going on. They all know what to do. Yeah, it's the first game in a while that we've had that. Yeah. which I mean obviously. Are you worried at all uh, as a kicker about Matt Gay? No, no, no. I, you have flunk weeks. It's okay. This is two weeks in a row where he's had some issues. You ready? You ready? What? You know what happened before these two weeks? What? He had a brand new baby. He may be a little underslept. Nah, just get some extra sleep the night before. All right. All right. Uh, so, Mrs. Gay, uh, we need to need you to do your uh, husband a favor and let him uh, get some nights of sleep, uh, at least uh, leading up to game day. Yes. All right. How impressed are you with the resilience of this team to be able to roll with guys like Goodson and Montgomery just off the practice squad and not even look like they flinch and maybe even get some kind of boost from it? Um, I think it's definitely a huge uh, motivation. That's like whenever you think about it, it's like, okay, yeah, we're looking for the playoffs. But in reality, what are we going to do in the playoffs? Then you look at how we've played against the big teams that we've played. We've played uh, Ravens. We beat them. Mm-hmm. We played the Browns, who aren't that big of a team now. They were then. but They we still ba- are. We I mean, ba- we fight through all those, mm-hmm. and they're coming on yeah. strong with Flacco. We barely lost that. But should've just won. Should've, yeah, should have won. But uh, just all the, like, the big teams that we've played, we've performed well against. We can put up a fight against good teams. Yep. Like... I've seen a lot of charts that are like, it's like tearless and it's uh, like the section that the Colts always get put in is probably making the playoffs, but not going past round one. I'm like, let's prove them wrong. Let's, let's show them we can. <laughs> right. Just give, just get a seat at the table. That's all that matters right now. Yep. Uh, and they're doing what they got to do in the tough times. What is your Mayflower move of the game then? My Mayflower move is the Nick Cross interception. I think that kind of started everything. Yep. Early on in the game, I like to pick the early ones because it starts everything. I think that's whenever. And they didn't score 
any points nope. after that. No, nope. at all. And that was a big deal because that was a shot toward the uh, you know deep part of the field. And then, uh, as they said on the bro- on the broadcast, that was the Nick Cross get mossed. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Watch your head on that one. Uh, big deal for him. His first career interception. So congratulations to Nick Cross on that one. Uh, mine is the uh, fumble review. Okay. Okay. Uh, it uh, it lost the opportunity for the double whammy, um, but uh, it got it uh, back and scored on the very next play. It was a great strip by Speed and a great pickup by Blackman and a fabulous challenge by Shane and his staff to know all these things real quick, throw that flag, get it out there. That was a huge momentum shift for me um, uh, because... um, yeah, they like I said, they lost that chance. The double whammy we talk about where if you've deferred and you get the second half kickoff, you score at the end of the half, you score at the beginning of the next half, and all of a sudden uh, you can totally flip that game around. Yeah. Uh, so they had lost the opportunity that, uh, opportunity of that uh, because of the time, but then that fumble, fumble allowed them to literally score to Mo Ali Cox on the touchdown on the next play and get that whole idea back. So mm-hmm. who was your star of the game? Uh, start of the game has to be Minshew. Best game as a Colt. I gave one. I gave one to him earlier uh, this season. I'm gonna give him one again. Yeah. Just because I mean, it was best day as a Colt. Could give it to Sermon or Goodson. Yep. I know for, you would like that as a running back for stepping up. Um, I, you could also give it to Speed for having such a big day. Yep. Uh, but I think Minshew right. definitely deserves this. Uh, I am going to uh, go, since he was my player to track, I'm going to go Julian Blackman. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, he had he had the interception late that was kind of the sealer interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had uh, one pass defense and that one fumble recovery. So he was involved. Uh, even though he, his stat line isn't like amazing, he was involved in a lot of things. I also love uh, there was one penalty <laughs> Uh, that uh, the Steelers had on a big play. <laughs> he just ran up there, pointed the flag, and was like, that's on y'all, and uh, stepped up. So uh, nice little swagger there. I'm also going to give an honorable mention to DJ Montgomery. Yeah. Uh, the story that goes along with uh, his bounce back from the drop uh, that we talked about, uh, touchdown into the actual touchdown, you got to remember, he was – He's pretty much filling in for the number one receiver, Michael Pittman. He was running the same routes. Uh, he was, you know, filling in for Michael Pittman Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool article about it on Colts.com by J.J. Stankovich. Shout out to all of the Colts staff. Uh, that All that content allows us to be able to make our content uh, here in Texas since we are not in the Indianapolis area. So shout out to them. So the Colts are in the control of their own playoff destiny, but can they keep it going on the road against the Falcons? We still don't have any sponsors, but if you'd like to sponsor our little podcast, email theunsayablues at gmail.com. Until then, keep on telling you about what we do. This is the week to get your Christmas puppy. Check out Facebook and Instagram at Country Mountain Dogs to pick your furry Christmas gift today.
It's time for halftime adjustments. Uh, it's time for the Dirty Birds in ATL coming off a loss to the Lowly Panthers. Is that a good thing or not? Um, that in theory should be a good thing because we beat the Panthers and the Falcons lost them. So if you put two and two together, we're better than the Falcons. Um, and I, we've played teams coming off a loss. Uh, we played the Bengals coming off a loss. We yep. played the Steelers. Steelers coming off a loss, and now we're playing the yep. Falcons. Yep. So there's three games in a row, um, and I, I'm honestly not worried about it. I think that we play better whenever we play teams off of a loss, and um, I'm down for it. All right. Uh, the Falcons announced that they were going to start Taylor Heineke over Desmond Ritter. Is that good or bad? Well, we know how people go whenever they are new in, new in like a coaching job or a new starting job or yep. whatnot. So I think this is going to be more bad than good. Taylor Heineke has he beat us last year. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still a little upset about that game, uh -huh. uh, but they beat us last year. Um, I feel like he has the talent to do it. He has the weapons, too. The Falcons have weapons. Uh, it's just a matter of if they can use them properly. All right. What are your keys to the game, then? Run the ball. Oh. Keep running the ball. We saw last week if we were able to run it, it opened it so much more. Uh, I don't know if JT is going to be back or not. I heard that he might, he may not, yep. which could be just a thing the Shane said. Just be like, hey, right. he, you got to prepare for him either way. Yep. Yeah. Uh, or maybe he's just saying maybe not because he actually is back. And uh, that's what I'm hoping. Um, but you got to watch. Uh, you got to watch the backfield. They have three really good running backs. They have Tyler at. Alagier, I think his name is okay. uh, Cordero Patterson, and obviously the big one, Bijan Robinson. What I've noticed is that Bijan fumbles pretty easily. Okay, so if you're able to get someone in, kind of learn from Shaq a bit, use your fists to tackle, go speed, uh, and get the strips on him. Uh, I think it'll be a lot easier of a game. Like I said, three running backs. So if you limit the run game, you force them to pass. You worry more about the pass, and I think. We should be good. Blackman coming off a good game, so I think he'll do good against Pitts. Um, and then on the on the offensive side, I mean, like I said, keep running the ball. Opens up so much more. Use your tight ends because I don't think they have a whole bunch of depth at safety or linebacker. Okay. So use your tight ends because uh, they're going to be your valuable. All right. Uh, protect the ball. Take the ball. I mean, oh yeah. What what have what, like we've seen this anytime we win a turnover battle, right. we win the game. Like we've seen this uh, in our own games. I have looked at this and studied this in the Falcons' history of their games. If you win the turnover battle, you are almost guaranteed a win. I think there's only one time that the Falcons have not won the turnover battle and won the game, uh, and even that was just by a little bit. So, um, win the turnover battle. Protect the ball, take the ball. Always watch Bijan Robinson. Whether he's in the backfield, coming out on the screen, doing a route, end around, he is a dangerous, dangerous human being with the ball in his hand. And so uh, you have to uh, always be aware of where he is. Um, and then you got to cover Drake London, Kyle Pitts, uh, and then Taylor Haneke 
presents a little bit something different. You got to, you know, do like pressure contain on Taylor. He loves to get out of the pocket and extend the play, so you have to be aware. Uh, stick with your coverage on the backside all the way through the play. Uh, and then on offense, in addition to running the ball, take your shots. I think that they uh, are vulnerable. You can take your shots, um, but just make sure you keep it away from Okuda if you mm-hmm. can. Yeah. What are your matchups to watch then? Um, obviously, the linebackers versus uh, their deep running back core. Um, I And then, like I said earlier, Blackman versus uh, uh, Pitts. So just kind of... Our defense against their offense. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the Colts right tackle, whether that is still Blake Freeland or if uh, or if Braden Smith is back versus Calais Campbell. I know uh, he is older, but he's still dangerous. So watch that. Uh, I have speed and Blackman and or versus Pitts and speed and or Zaire versus Bijan. Uh, and then... Samson and Dio and Quiddy versus what I would consider to be a Falcons hurting O-line. They're hurting at depth. Samson has nine and a half sacks on the on the year. Dio with eight and Quiddy with seven and a half. That is a loaded depth for your defensive end. If you if your second string defensive end has seven and a half sacks, ooh, it's good. It's good. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I won't really want them to just feast, mm-hmm. feast and feast. Yep. Uh, who's your player to track then? Um, I think if JT is going to be back, it's JT. Uh, but, and if it's not JT, I'm going to go defensive side of the ball. We're going to go Buckner. Okay. Forrest Buckner. All right. All right. I like it. Um, not... Buck doesn't have a great stat line, but he creates a lot of stuff for the entire defense. Yes. Um, I also had JT as my player to track if he's back. Mm-hmm. But once again, if not, uh, I'm going to go with Josh Downs. I think that uh, the Atlanta defense, uh, Atlanta defense is better than you would think. They're almost like uh, the Bengals from the year before their Super Bowl year. Um, where they don't have a lot of big name players, but they play really well together and create uh, stuff. So you got to watch yeah. out for that. But I think there's a lot of space for Josh Downs within that to be shifty and to uh, be our version of Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your prediction then? Um, I think it's going to be another high scoring game with the Colts. Okay. Low scoring. So we'll go. You know what? Thirteen thirty. Repeat of last week. All right. All right. Colts winning. All right. Uh, I have, uh, I think that it's, you know, going to be a little bit of an offense, a little bit of a defense, but I think Shane Steichen has just enough uh, offense to get us over the hump. I'm going to say 24-17 Colts. All right. Back to my familiar score. Yeah. Well, that's our prediction of the Colts game. But what about some other key matchups around the league? Plexus with Alexis is the place to start for a healthier year. Why wait till New Year when you could get started today? Check out plexusworldwide.com slash growing up hall 
to check out our holiday deals and get started. Welcome back to the Unstable Picks. It is sh- third and short before we make our picks this week. Let's take a look at last week's, like always. Yes, uh, we both had the Lions over the Broncos, and we got that one. Yeah, both had the Bengals over the Vikings, and both got that one. Unfortunately, uh, had the Oilers aka titans over houston and unfortunately they weren't able to get that done either we both had the cowboys over the bills and bills blew out the cowboys yep uh no favors there either for the colts uh and then uh we both had the ravens over the jaguars and that, that one got done helps us out so two games in our on sale pick six that helped yep two games that didn't yep Alrighty, and then the last and one. the last one, Eagles, Seahawks both chose the Eagles. And we Seahawks. didn't get that one. Yeah, Seahawks pulled it out. Yeah. Well done for them. I was watching that. I was like, yeah. somehow he got both those feet in, made that interception. Well yep. played. Uh, Thank you. Thanks. Go back inside. Thank you, Ezekiel. <laughs> I don't even like these. That puts my record at 55 and 35. And I am 53 and 37. I need to make a little bit of a comeback. Yep. Two uh, games. Two games. Uh, we do this through the playoffs, so you do have plenty of time. I do have time. Um, so here are the games for this week. Here we go. Uh, first up, Bengals at Steelers. Uh, Bengals look a lot better. Steelers don't look that good. Bengals. All right. Uh, I... See, this, uh, we picked a lot of games here that bene- that uh, are in consideration to help the Colts' playoff hopes. And so the Steelers, w- it would be great if they could win this one. Mm-hmm. And it's at home. They're on a three-game losing streak. Yeah. I think that the Steelers are going to win this one. Let's go. All right. Three win for me. <laughs> Next game, Bills at the Chargers. Bills at the Chargers. The Chargers really need to help us out here, but the Chargers are just reeling, and they don't have Justin Herbert, and they just lost uh, basically a ton of their staff. Now, we've seen a lot of staffs just get decimated, and they come back and get a, like a surprising win. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen this time. No. The Bills are going to get it done. Yeah, Bills are going to get it done. They looked really good against the Cowboys. I think they're going to carry that through the rest of the season. Oh, all right. Uh, And then we got the Browns at Houston. Really helpful. I don't know. I think think we want Houston to win this one. But C.J. Stroud looks like he's not going to be in. He's not cleared protocol whatsoever in Mm -hmm. concussion protocol. Yeah. We want Houston to win. But it wouldn't be bad for either of these teams to lose because they're both. Right. So it, it's a matter of do you want do you want to get someone off your tail, or right. do you want to try to push ahead more? I think you're already in the playoffs. Don't know how much you're gonna get out of the Browns. If that makes sense, because I think right now the only way if we go up is if the Jaguars lose and we take over the AFC South. I think that's the only way we get another spot, um, unless the Bengals slip out. Uh, but I'm going to go Browns here. I feel like they have the better team. 
uh, especially with CJ Stroud looking, CJ Stroud being gone and uh, Joe Flacco looking really good, and I need David and Joko to do a really good job for my fantasy. <laughs> uh, it would be, I think it would be really nice in my thinking um, that. Houston would win this one. It's so rare for us to actually root for Houston. Um, I think it would be good for the Colts if Houston won um, because we have the benefit of playing Houston later, um, and then this helps kind of bring the Browns down because the Browns are not reaching the Ravens to take over that spot. No. Uh, And so this would help the Colts kind of jump up and uh, and things like that. But – once again, I'm with you. I think uh, the Browns are too much, and if if C.J. Stroud is not back, then I mean, they were able to squeak it out in overtime against the Oilers, but that's not going to happen against the Browns, I don't think. Yep. Next game, Jaguars in Tampa Bay playing the Bucks. I think this is the greatest opportunity for the Jaguars to get a loss to help the Colts out, mm-hmm. and I think that would be phenomenal. And Baker Mayfield is coming off of the perfect game. Perfect passer rating. But I don't think it's going to happen against the Jaguars' defense. So I think the Jaguars have this one. I think the Jaguars are uh, good. They're too good for the Bucs. Um, they played good against the Ravens. I think they're kind of just going to carry that into this game. And once again, I hope I'm wrong. But uh, then we have two big ones. The Cowboys at the Dolphins, a potential championship matchup here. AFC, NFC. I, I feel like they both these teams just have too many flaws. Um, uh, I'm saying Dolphins. They're also in throwback jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that offense is just too much for the Cowboys, and we saw what happened whenever you have a good running back and good receivers with the Bills. And we saw that what that did to the Cowboys' defense, and everyone's like, oh, this is Cowboys' year. This is why they can't get it done. If you have too overwhelming offense, their defense can't handle everything. So, if Tyreek is back, the Dolphins will win this. I don't know if he's going to be back yet. I think even with Tyreek on, they lose it. I, mean, I they think. It. I think even without him, they have a really good shot. Plus, it's in Miami, um, and I believe the Dolphins are now coming off of. They have the the Thursday game this week. Uh, no, they didn't. No, no that was no, last. No. Week. They okay. they played s- Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Dolphins get it done, I think. Yep, yep. Last game, Ravens in the Bay playing the Niners. Niners on Christmas Day, the highlight game, uh, the primetime game on Christmas night, the Niners with their 90s throwbacks. Potential championship matchup. I know, two of them now this uh, is like, this week. I think this is the most predicted Championship. This is what I said. This was my this was yeah. my championship yeah. prediction at the beginning of the season before mm-hmm. anything started. I predicted, and here they are, number one seed, both conferences. Um, was this it, a flex game, or was this just this is how it was? Oh, okay, Christmas night, always planned, um, and it's in the Bay. Let's go Niners. That's what I think. Niners all the way. All right. Told you they're winning out. They're not losing here. All I right. think this is the hardest game they have the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, I. It's gonna be fun. Um, 
that's it. so we have what we have one one differentiating one, and one I difference. think it's so you, more in my favor you think Com- you're gonna gain again comparing the rest of the season it's more in my favor I think so that's it for this week next week we will talk about what happens in the dirty south look ahead to the Raiders as they go to Indy and see what happens as we near the end of our season with the unstable pick six and if Liam can pick up a game or not. Well, this is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable.